Hello and welcome to Onesies, a podcast of one season wonders, blunders, and limited series. Uh, my name's Andrew. And my name's Emily. And we are talking about Chess Game, a 1983 British one season uh, show with Terrence Stamp. Uh, he's a knight, right? Probably. Uh, maybe. Apparently, he only did this because he needed the money and he didn't like TV. So cool. Who knew um, that? Who would know? Who would have been able to guess that he would have been a trailblazer in fucking must see TV? Golden I mean, Age of this Television. Is, this, this I mean, is this is fucking this great. Episode is. Did we already say the name? Enter Hassan. Enter Hassan, yeah. Great. Like yeah. last time, I I ended with the joke that we were going to get into their um, awkward middle East. Well, not awkward, just overt. Um, <clears throat> Anti-Middle East sentiment. But instead, it's like not there in the same way. Like it's very weird. It's It's got a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's it's totally different um, feel to it, but it is also a different book. So we're in the second book now. So. Yeah, um, and he's not a sir. He's not been given wow. any titles. Maybe he did, and he just didn't accept them. Maybe he's cool like that. By maybe. Dad. Thanks what for the it? extra editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's going to be more since we have we have to get into it because there's so much sexy, so much sexy. Well, that gets into our three things. Okay, let's start with our three things, Emily. So my first thing, and this was before, uh, kind of went away, is locations, 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 okay. and then I have um, Isabel. Because I was happy that there was another female character. And then after that, immediately I wrote boobs. And you're lucky I didn't send you a picture, a screen, a screen cap. Because I did to my husband. <laughs> um, and then my third thing. Um, this is just a stupid thing. It was a line that uh, Terrence Stamp had. Mustache. But I mistook it for mustache. Like I did too. <laughs> I thought it was a secret message between the two of them. I know. It took me like a good five seconds for him, for me to realize that he was saying must dash. It took me a good five seconds. I still think think it's mustache. (laughs) Okay. And then torture. Torture is going to be my kind of fourth thing since I don't really have much to say about the mustache. Ooh, there is some torture. That was weird. Unexpected torture. Okay. So, damn Robin Sachs. Yeah, that can be our our euphemism for sexy men. Um, Oh, there. A Zionist with Catholic tastes. Oof. (laughs) Oof, indeed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just stay on serious. We'll just do killer Israelis because that's coming up. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right. We got it. Um, so we open with a recap that focuses on Colin's death, which is nice, though a little bit uncool, though this episode is entirely about Colin's death, which is unexpected. Well, I mean, it's not, but that is the frame on it. Yeah, that's how it's how it kind of gets started. Well, that's how it ends, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, the ending was so weird. Weird. It was so Um, great. So. But we open with the geese, 
And then we go into the house where Hugh, David, and Faith have just gotten done having sex. Um, it's unclear. It's unclear. She's she's serving them breakfast. Yeah. Uh, They're tired. Whatever. Um, it's very. Yeah. It's very odd that seems to be a week weekend day maybe i don't know and they're just having a casual breakfast or is it immediately after last episode because they don't know colin's dead yet yeah so they they're hanging out the morning of whatever friday night because they they really needed to do better with the days on this yeah i'll say that like yeah i think i think if you did it now because there's a there's a scene coming up where, like, it cuts, and I thought it was just cutting to hit where there's a weird cut, and it takes a minute to realize that it's like later in the day or or the, later the next day or something. Like, it's really weird how they do the time on this. Yeah, that, that it takes it a minute to to really fully realize what's happening. But then, um, Faith asks. Uh, Hugh, why he doesn't have a girlfriend or something. And he You're so good in bed, Hugh. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I've got uh wow. Okay, that's where Terrence Stamp would be. Okay. So it's because he's got a married girlfriend. Thank you very much. Yes. And then she asks, and then they announce they're getting married. Mm-hmm. Now they've known each other for six-ish days, possibly. Again, it's hard to know with the timing. So, whether it's intentional or not, it really is like a, what if we did a Bond movie plot points, but played them all straight. Yeah. Um, and so she asked them what they really do for a living. I want to know what I'm marrying into, she says. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did you agree to marry him if you don't know what he does for a living? And seemingly it's dangerous. Yeah. Didn't somebody almost kill her a couple times already? Like, she had a standoff with the Russians at the end of last episode. Yeah, but she was, remember, she was just in the background. She had, They didn't take her hostage. They didn't use her as collateral. They didn't try to turn her against Audley. She was just in the background. She barely had anything to do with it. I'm sorry. I forgot that that doesn't qualify as a traumatic event until, what, the year 20. 14. Yeah, she's it didn't register with her. She was just she was probably filing her nails or something. It's men's business. Yeah. Men's business. So uh yeah, and then we get the rundown on David, who describes himself as a soldier, scholar, and tutor. And you're just kind of like, and it's just like, and ah fuck. And it's just like Terrence Stamp, this one, he turns it up on there's a whole other notch to it this episode. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but then the boss comes out, the Raiders of the Lost Ark guy, who is not the Raiders of the Lost Ark guy. His no. name is Nick. Um, and he says, I need to talk to you. And Hugh. Like, to Hugh, Hugh specifically. To Hugh. Yeah. Except he says, I need to talk to Hugh. And you're like, to you? To Hugh. <laughs> A lot of wordplay in this, unintentional wordplay in this episode. <laughs> they can't fucking pronunciate over there. Learn to speak like a Californian. Thank you. Uh, okay, so then there's this great scene where Hugh's like, Hugh, not you. Hugh is like, come on, Nick, we're just hanging out. We just got done fucking. Have a cup of coffee. Come on, have some breakfast. And he comes in and he's like, Colin's dead, you 
dicks like yeah. what the fuck you guys just like, had a like the most wild threesome of your lives but what you don't realize is that your buddy's dead your adorable welsh buddy is dead okay so then <clears throat> we get some information about that and about the car bomb this is going to be a thing that they think they're like why was he playing with Llewellyn's car but it's still okay because he was doing it he's not like not authorized to do it he just wasn't assigned to do it at this time but the boss seems to know that david and hugh did something Mm -hmm. but then the assumption though is is that they found a car bomb meant for llewellyn the politician dipshit so hugh goes out to talk to nick and faith and david are watching through the window and she's like holy shit what am i marrying into and david's like woman for, you forget yourself for Christ's sake. Like the romance has ended. Or is it hot when Terrence Stamp talks like that, Emily? I have no opinion on the matter. You have no opinion. I do that. not objectify men, but I do objectify women because we're going to talk about boobs. <laughs> I was so excited. No, we can objectify Hugh too because we get to do that in a second because. Yeah. Yeah. But is his shirt just, is it? His off? shirt is just always unbuttoned. Just, All the way down to his navel until he goes to work. And then he he puts a tie on and he's forced to button his shirt up. It's wild. Hopefully there's going to be a Chippendales episode. Like, did Robin Sachs age well? Or is this like, no. Okay, so this is. But don't worry. Because if you like older men, Taryn Stamp's going to show off for no reason later on. Okay. So after accusing them of staging this thing... They got Colin killed, to which Hugh sort of agrees that David did it, but he didn't mean for Colin to get killed. Nick's like, okay, well, he you need to convince him to be in charge of this investigation. Yeah. I, his boss, cannot order him to do it. You, his underling who spies on him and reports back to us, which he knows about, has to convince him to do it. But he does it poorly. Remember the guy said, Nick says like, you haven't been reporting on David. I get it. You're it's a loyalty thing. Well, he didn't but, yes, but he didn't report on the bugging because right. Hugh, Hugh suggested that and then didn't take responsibility for it. Oh, what tangled webs we weave. Just these fucking dipshit British men. It's it's awesome. It's great. Um, okay. So the reason they want david to do it is because llewellyn wants david on it because david knows the most about the middle east even though llewellyn got him fired for being liking the israelis too much okay i assumed llewellyn was in with the saudis i think this was in the first episode mm-hmm. I, I told everybody that read up on the history blah 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 lawrence of arabia no he's in with the plo they're like it's very weird he's like in with iran and the plo he, yeah not in with the oil he's in with the uh let's arm them against the israelis it's kind of, it's a weird flex for the thing like it, it it's an odd thing and i'm a i i don't know that this is in the book um because i didn't read it but i wonder if there goes into more explanation i should stop saying that just take it for red that it's probably it's either explained more in the book or it's not explained at all in the book and it just goes away but yeah, it's a very weird, very oddly specific thing. 
I mean, is this though we have American bias on this? Yeah. Like if you had supported the you can't, I mean, I'm sorry, if we had a politician who supported the PLO, uh no. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. If you say anything past, it's not good to kill Palestinians. That's it. Like, so, yeah, in 1983, no, it would have been even more than that. So this is a little, there there is also that thing, like, maybe there were British MPs who supported that. Who knows? Um, And their political system is a lot different than ours. So, like that might not be an issue that ever comes up during election. Right. If if he's an elected official, I, I thought I was under the impression that he was some kind of cabinet member or something. I don't think of him as it doesn't. Oh, confusing. So it's one of those things where it's like, it really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So Hugh goes back in and is like, how's it going? And David's like, he wants me to take that job. Doesn't he? And he's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, who else could solve this case but me, Sherlock Holmes? So <laughs> then there's like this weird conversation with him and Faith for a bit. And, oh, she asks him, are you looking forward to, he's going to do this and give Llewellyn his just desserts. And then there's this weird, like, uh, what did she say? She says something like, oh, he's a friend of yours. Like, it was really funny. It was a little bit of comic relief. Yeah, and he's like, no. And she's like, are you going to enjoy this? He's like, oh, I'll get a certain satisfaction. To which, if you want to cut this, my note is, David gets his tip wet and he's in the game all of a sudden. Because <laughs> really, we have gone from Terrence Stamp being um, I, a, a nerdy British guy to yes he's white idris elba at this point like yeah and and also i i had noticed after you um had talked about it last episode that he is really in on this like he is a spy and he's always been a spy and he just knows everything about being a spy all of a sudden yep just all of a sudden all of a sudden this whole episode he's just Super spy. I know exactly what to do. Yep. I know exactly what to tell people to do. I know how to work the marks. I, like, I know how to run an investigation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know how to trick my underlings into doing things, you know, that they wouldn't. It was, it's so weird. I, I Maybe the books have some, some more time in between. So you're getting character, you're, we're getting character development, implied character development, but we're getting it seven days after the show started like that's it's also kind of what makes it cool like it's kind of cool because we're seeing it ramp up in real time we're not three seasons to to see noah wiley come into his own and get some respect from peter benton okay so now we go to the briefing on the car bomb here's where they bring up how high tech it was Mm -hmm. the Thing Colin hit that we said, why the fuck would you touch that? Like reflected off of a mirror that set off the detonator. Yeah. Meaning Llewellyn wouldn't set it off. The only people who would set it off are people looking for it. Yeah. Or installing something else. Yeah. So it's it's kind of leading them to believe that it was meant for Llewellyn. No, not Llewellyn. Meant for Jenkins. And not for Llewellyn, um, 
or somebody in that role of Jen- Jenkinson's role. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Right. Um, we now have this mystery. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then at some point, um, Robin Sachs and uh, Terrence Stamp decide, well, we need Llewellyn to still think that it was meant for him yeah. because that's the only way we'll be able to continue this investigation. Literally, he only cares that somebody's trying to blow him up. He doesn't care that Jenkins was blown up. So <laughs> so let's make him think that it was meant for him so we can continue investigating this and get to the bottom. Like it was cool. Very yeah. good. Yep. Nice twist. Um and then this is where <laughs> this is where Terrence Stamp says to Hugh why Hugh under the Brill cream ticks a Jesuit brain. I didn't understand the Jesuit brain thing. Um, the Jesuits are s- scholars. If you're a snob, like they're, if you're they're Catholic snob. scholars, though, right? They're Catholic scholars, but they're the only Western history of a bunch of stuff. And gotcha. In some ways, they are as of the histories that were being written of the peoples they wrote history of. Some might make the argument they were the wokest for 1650, right? Uh-huh. Like they observed more than they they had a scholarly bent to their observations. I am going off of 24 year old history, but I had a professor who respect had respect for 16 16 or whatever 17th century Jesuit uh, journals. So, and. Whatever. Anyway, so I thought it was something like it's some snobby fucking thing. It's some boffin yeah. word. Okay? Okay. okay. We're not fucking boffins. We don't we don't write for Dracula the series. Yeah. Okay. We <laughs> yeah. Then cut, we then cut to the old bad meeting where it's just all the fucking old white guys. I don't know how you're supposed to I mean, I can keep them apart, but it's like, I don't know why. Yeah. It's weird that I can identify so much distinction in identical looking old white men. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Llewellyn's like, well, these are aliens are cross at me. Um, but then Hugh comes in and reports to the boss, who is the guy who last saw Colin alive and gave him the okay to fucking go ahead with his plan. Yeah. That doesn't come back. Don't worry. Very few people care that Colin's dead. Um, And it gets more tragic than that, actually. Anyway, so uh, Hugh comes in and says, David will do it. And they're like, well, you're going to fucking spy on him for us again, right? And the boss is like, oh, yeah, he's going to spy for him. And then Nick rolls his eyes at something Llewellyn says. like, But it's like this really weird British eye roll where it like took the whole shot. Like, (laughs) very weird stuff. Okay, so then what are we doing now? There's so Audley comes in, David comes in to the room. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. And we meet Austin Poor of Box 500, which seemed like it was going to mean something. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, At this point, David starts talking about Llewellyn like he's not there, which is really funny. (laughs) My favorite part, though, was when, when, uh, Llewellyn admits like well you're the top guy on the Middle East um and oddly says so oh so you already know who who did it great good work like (laughs) that should save some time that should save some time great you already know you already know what's going on (laughs) so let's recap at this point yes we know that Colin was killed 
by the bomb that was set for somebody who was either going to be looking for a bomb or looking to tamper with the car. So it's either yeah. a booby trap or it's a like, um, cause I think the car is bugged too, or some shit like that. Right. There might've been something else. Was it, we don't know. I mean, it would have been, he was going to bug the car, wasn't he? Or just put a track in bug it? the car too. So maybe it already was, we don't know. Yeah. Um, cause he had the- just checked it for bugs like three weeks before. Remember that yes. was the thing. He had just checked it. so And that was not there, which actually right. has not come up in the investigation timeline because we're right. distracted by our espionage story, which starts with the Scotland Yard guy who's just there being like, oh, yeah, we arrested some Muslim kid like four weeks ago. And he said, Hassan. And they're like, that's who fucking did it. Yeah. And I'm like. This it is was, how you're keeping the investigation going. It was very weird. Grab on to this like silly lead. Yeah. And yes. And they're never going to acknowledge that they are taking over this actual investigation now. They're cre- they're jitting up uh, an investigation just to keep the it, the ability to sort of look into Collins' thing going. But this is going to be the a plot because they uncover. A master plot against the Western world. Beautiful. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. It's it's the thinking man's James Bond, Emily. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we then get a scene with Theo in a church where David's like, why are we meeting in this church, dude? Aren't you Jewish? And he's like, he actually says discrete location, but I translated it. Um, And Theo's like, you could say I'm a Zionist with Catholic tastes. And it's just like, what the fuck did you just say? It's weird. It's weird. Um, this was also my first uh, locations, locations, locations. Okay. Because there's a lot of shots of the choir singing and shots of stained glass and very ornate decorations. And it's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Um if you if you like looking at churches um and but yeah that zionist with catholic tastes thing was awfully odd um and i wonder if and i wondered if uh you know choir boys go to choir practice fully dressed um like in the middle of the day and people are just allowed to go listen oh well well thanks i think you just gave zionist with catholic tastes a whole nother oh boy oh. Oh. Moving on. Oh, fuck. Here's where we're actually going to. This would be my big third point or my one of my three points, but I forgot that it was in here. This is where we're going to take a break to talk about trauma tourism. Um, so David then asks Theo for information about Hassan. He doesn't know because... Um, he only does World War II, but then he gives him like a bunch of information anyway, because we got to keep the plot moving. By this point, um, I was just thinking, this is a really good example of borrowing another, uh, an underprivileged, this is like reaching down and sifting your hands in somebody else's trauma, because it's it's a British, it's, it's so fucking colonial. It's yeah. the British using the trauma of uh, Jews who survived the Holocaust of the Israeli Palestine situation. It's using it for popular entertainment. And it's kind of like, 
is it better to just fucking have superheroes in some ways? Like, cause you don't have these ick moments where you're just sort of like stopping for a second being like, he's just making a joke about like fucking Palestinians getting killed. Like that sucks though. Doesn't it? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Um, And it's, you know, it's still what we do. We just do it differently now, but um, it's also how white people have, have made art for, I don't know, at least since the twenties. So anyway, uh, moving on to, Oh, good. Now we get the killer Israelis. The scene ends with David saying, I want to talk to my good friend, Jake. Yes. Who two nights ago had dinner with Llewellyn. Right. Yes. Yes. And Theo's like, I don't even know who that fucking guy is. What are you talking about? Maybe you shouldn't have fucking blown his cover, dude. And then he's like, I'm going to be at his shop tomorrow. So this is so this is where um, that weird cut is where I... Yeah, I like they cut and suddenly David is just walking around the street and I'm thinking, oh, he just left the church and there's some kind of farmer's market or something going on. That's kind of cool. Blah, blah, blah. Again, locations, locations, locations. Mm. But then I realized, oh, there's the bookstore that he was talking about meeting the guy at. This is actually the next day or or whenever, yeah. whenever he says he's going to be there. It's, they just He says tomorrow, I think. Yeah, so tomorrow at 420. <laughs> But this is this does also cover for the fact we did not see Faith and David talk for three hours about him meeting her parents. Yeah, as as her as her husband to be not their interrogator. But here we get David goes to the store. There's a lady in there um, and he's like, this isn't this doesn't seem right. He leaves and Jake comes from across the street. Jake's got some great sideburns in this shot. Yeah. Um, like this is the last time we're ever meeting and he's like you're getting married and david's like oh you know things i need to know about hassan and this is where they start saying you haven't heard of him yet but you will yeah so this is how they explain that david the middle east expert knew nothing about this guy yeah so this is another like kind of swap out what we were talking about before about how he was never a spy because he was a teacher yeah. and he was this and he was that and now suddenly the mid middle east expert knows nothing about this guy who's got terrorist cells all over all over like he just knows nothing and it's like dude you've been out of the job for like a week yeah and yeah. how yeah and they, and let's also not forget that Kid was arrested at least three weeks ago, meaning it would have it should have been in David's like brief on yeah. terror shit. Yeah, just saying, Terrence Stamp, maybe concentrate more on uh, your work and less on Twitter uh, talking about Brexit. Okay, so falling flat here, everybody. Emily does not think I'm funny on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, does David probably have a blue check mark. Hypothetically speaking, no. I don't think David Audley would be on Twitter. Does Hugh have a check mark? Yes, because he's an RAF man who's just happens to be working for MI5. And so he's to not blow his cover, he's still on Twitter. And he has a blue check mark okay. because he's a military guy. So they he's all a white man. Yeah. We're we're all going that way, folks. 
that's that's the end. Will Twitter die before every white man subscribes to a blue check mark? <laughs> okay, so uh, um, then the bookshop blows up, which least... caught me off guard. It was great. It was incredible. Show the woman scurrying out and setting up. They at least maim civilians, maybe kill a baby. And then David's walking around stunned, but also like not too stunned because he's he's a fucking spy. Like, let's he, not forget. Okay. I forgot to mention this. He looks really fucking good in that suit. And then after the bomb explodes, his hair sticking up like crazy. It was so funny because he looks so sleek. That suit is so nice. Yeah. And then his hair goes nuts and it was great. <laughs> but he Jake does look stunned. I, I was kind of shocked. Yes. And then Jake Jake gets on a Vespa. Yeah. On the back of a Vespa and is like, David, you need to check out the Ryan Foundation. And zooms off. Yeah. They've just cleaned the bookstore with the blood of British babies. Okay. End part one. End part one. Awesome. Now is where we actually start the real episode. Cause this is actually Hugh's episode. Yeah. Hugh's got the art. So it's and again. Hugh. Between part one and the beginning of part two, just cut straight to a Ryle Foundation event where some mm-hmm. boring old man is talking. Um, Mr. One Foot in the Grave, Richard Wilson, is just blathering on and everyone seems bored out of their fucking minds. Um, and we see Hugh in the audience. They close up on a few other people, including the guy whose name I forget, who we will meet shortly uh and i don't even know where to look for my imdb there it is um very odd scene i think i feel like i maybe i'm not paying close enough attention because i zone out because it was boring as shit but um <laughs> the, the mustachioed gentleman who we will meet again shortly stands up and starts clapping like gives the guy a round of applause and leads the round of applause to which everybody else stands up but it doesn't seem like the guy was actually done talking (laughs) did you get that yeah okay he was waiting i didn't think he was done talking but i thought he was waiting for a little bit of applause or at least some acknowledgement but fuck no he got like clapped off yeah he got clapped off it was hilarious um and he was mingling kind of does he meet kind the mustachioed of, man um, first? Yes, he meets the mustachioed man first. And then we meet Isabel, right? Yes. And so Hugh lies to the mustachioed man, who's not on IMDb, which is bullshit because it's also his episode. Yeah, he um, was great. So they, you know, have a little bit of espionage banter and stuff. And then off they go. Off the guy goes and Hugh goes to see Isabel. And he's like, Isabel, I'm so surprised to see you here. And she's like, my fucking husband is Ryle. Yeah. And Hugh's like, oh, oh. And you're just like, well, I mean. Stupid white men. It, it really helps when you realize. <laughs> he, does, he does. He does realize. He does know that her husband is the guy. But he just didn't expect her to be right. there with him. So got to give him a little bit of credit. He knows he knows who his mistress's husband is. Though it seems like there should have been some acknowledgement of this some other way without it being a surprise. Like a wink about have fun at the Ryle Foundation. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, especially but... since they cuck the guy later, which we need to get to. Okay. So, oh my God, there is a fucking weird ass cuck scene in this. It is so fucking strange. Like Robin Sykes is like, no, fuck that guy. So we have some banter between them and he's like, I need to see you tonight. And she's like, I'm I'm here all night. And he's like, I don't care. You know, I need to see you. And she's like, oh, fine, Hugh. You're my RAF man, aren't you? So then we cut to the office. Yeah. So David and Hugh can talk about how he's going to get some play tonight. Yeah. And is that there's a refrain from coarseness comment that there's like uh, David does some intentional double entendres to like make you uncomfortable, right? Like it's very weird. Then Hugh tries to convince David that he that David should let him take Isabel into their confidence, meaning yes. to use her as an asset. Yes. Uh, making her a Bond girl, making her Bond girl number one in a Bond movie, right? or one or number two, two because girl. we've got uh, what's her name, Faith, already. Okay, good point. Yes, the daughter can be Bond girl one. So Bond girl three should be a villain. So we won't get her till episode five. Okay, so, so Hugh's like, I'm going to call in a security thing. David's like, You don't need to call in a security thing. I trust you. David's like going off after he talks on the bat phone, the red phone for something. And then Hugh calls in the security and then Hugh calls in the security and finds out that David has already gotten her cleared. Yeah. Because this was his plan all along to use Hugh and his relationship. Yes. Now we cut to the swimming scene. See, Terrence Stamp wasn't happy with people thinking only Robin Sachs had a good fucking that only ass. that only robin Sachs's clean tan hairless chest was the one we wanted to see we wanted to see a real man who's so we get to watch terrence stamp and jake in a steam bath where terrence stamp then starts working out and at some point jake is like this is a really fucking weird place to meet, man. Like, why are we here? Yeah, he didn't he say something like, next time we should meet where all good spies meet, at dinner or over drinks? Yes. <laughs> at a fucking bathhouse. Like, <laughs> this is where I was like, a little bit of man crumpet. Trolling for man crumpet. Okay. <laughs> but now we find out all about his sign. Yes. Um car bombs so that ties it into colin it has something to do with the syrians the new men at the syrian embassy um and then we cut to hugh is this your boob scene yeah yeah we we We, cut to a ton of flesh and it's like oh my god it's finally happening (laughs) and you know eventually the woman rolls over and you see her 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 pert breasts uh in a way that only on british television it's like completely unsexualized in my opinion maybe maybe my opinion is different than others but it's just she's just laying there just post-coital conversation just hanging out you know like like we do with our tits out i don't know it was great 
I was so happy. I love seeing boobs. I'm always so happy. There you go. So then Hugh, who is also in a state of undressed and quite fit, is like, so by the way, uh, can you spy on your husband for us? Yeah. Also, I got you cleared with MI5. He, she was already cleared. She was already cleared. Remember, he called on the phone to ask and he was yeah, like, oh, she was already cleared. But he told her. Oh, yeah. Didn't he tell her that they got her. Yeah. Cleared? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just like, you took me to bed first before you did this, Hugh. And he's like, damn it, woman, I'm talking about the death of a friend. She's like, I don't believe you. You still got hard. You still got hard. Don't like stand there and pretend like she needs to be like, oh, so prim and proper about it. You still got hard, buddy. Your friend is still dead and you still got a boner. Like blue collar to bits. And I only got hard for Queen Country. First time I got a country. First time I got a boner since Jenkins died. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. So um yeah, so then he convinces her. I have a note that says all projection on. Oh, the fucking husband gets home. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get the cuck scene. Oh my god. So does Hugh, the spy, crawl out the window? Does he try to sneak out later? Does he hide? No, he goes downstairs. And has a close-talking conversation with his girlfriend's husband. Presumably, Who is that? just pussy all over his mouth. And just and you could inches smell, away. You could, you could just smell it all the time. It was 1983. <laughs> That's what everybody thought 69 was a great idea. Like, it's uh, everywhere. Just I can smell everywhere. the sex on him. I can smell the sex oh, on yeah. him. And he's just having this incredibly close conversation to the point where I thought that it was like on purpose, that the the husband knew about the affair and that he was doing it on purpose to make him feel uncomfortable. What about what he's like, you should come over more. We love having you here. Next time bring your girlfriend. Maybe they're sure she's not neglected. Like. That is the thing. I won't neglect your girlfriend is the lie. Like, no, like this is. I'll neglect my wife. I'll neglect my wife, but I won't neglect your young girlfriend. Presumably she's young. Somebody in the writer's room was like, no, 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 no. We really got to The old white man with the unfaithful young wife. We really, that's, he's our demographic. We need to have him get a zigger in. Like, uh, but also it made me think that like everybody on the show is polyamorous. And it does because <laughs> it feels that way. Yeah. Okay. We've had at least two scenes this episode that have implied that. Yeah. Okay. It's very weird. Then they go outside. She's like, I'm going to walk him to his car. Aren't I nice? So we can make out in front of our house. But then she sees men down the street. He sees men down the street. He tells her to run into her house. And we get a scene where it turns out there's a bomb on Hugh's car. Seemingly. So, seemingly. seemingly. They see weird, pe- weird people yes. behind them in the shadows. Foreigners. On the street. Foreigners. We don't say that, though, because um, Isabel's not as racist as Faith and David. And um, uh, Hugh notices that his car, which he had left not in park, 
or yeah. drive or something. Yeah. That was, it, it was, it was now in a, on a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. End of part two. End of part two. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Part three. Oh, the end of part two, the scene with the, the other different mustachioed guy walking up to the car and then like leaning yes. with his gun. That was beautiful. <laughs> I almost took a screen cap of that too. It was so gorgeous. It's just so stupid. And I loved it every <laughs> second. It was great. Anyway, end of part two, beginning of part three. Hi, Gregory. End of part. Okay, so part three, we open with a briefing on Hugh's car bomb and how it's not really a car bomb. It's an explosive without a trigger. And the reason that this is this way, because it was done by the Syrians. If you were paying attention, they were the ones who were good at the car bombs. Yeah. Because they just were making an introduction to um q this is how spies do it and i'm like it's not how they did it in the last two episodes guys and that was only a week ago but whatever but then we get nick raiders of the lost ark not guy being like hey david maybe you should investigate whether or not they're trying to kill colin and david's like oh fuck that shit man that's a terrible idea why would i do that and he's like well I mean, just to be thorough, also, I noticed that you went through all of his effects yesterday. And David's like, well, yeah. Leave no stone unturned. Leave no stone unturned. Yeah. Then David gets a phone call from Faith. And she's like, where the fuck were you? And he's like, how dare you, madam? And she's like, David, we were meeting my mom and dad. And he's like, oh, well, I'm busy, Faith. Yeah. She's like, are you still going to marry me? He's like, Are you going to show up at the wedding? And it's like, oh, dear God. I'll call you mustache. <laughs> yes, this is the mustache, mustache thing where he says mustache as in the hairy upper lip yep. facial yep. Uh, hair. Um, but he, what he means, it, I just thought like much like you, I thought it was like a code word. Nope. But no, he was saying, I have to go. I must dash. I was, so I was so confused. I was so confused. I was so confused. I was like, must mustache. They're gonna get mustache? married and he's gonna start calling her mother. Oh okay. uh, dear God. We then cut to Hugh having a date with the Syrian intelligence guy. He mm-hmm. comes over to his house. They have some refreshments. They look at Hugh makes war miniatures because all British men are actually nine-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like bond over Hassan information and the story of how the Syrian guy was once rescued by a badass Israeli paratrooper back in the day who wouldn't let the other Israelis kill him just because he was... Syrian. He was a prisoner yeah. of war, and this dude stuck up for him. And who was that badass? Jake, Jake. Shapiro, which is hilarious. Hilarious. I, it is. It is the action movie we did not get. With yeah, young David Crumholtz, like David Crumholtz. Oh, what if David Crumholtz was like they treated him like Oscar Isaac? Could you handle it? Do you need to sit on a towel? You do. You do. Oh, it's over. I love that I said that to you about your wife going to some movie like 10 years ago and you, you still bring it up. 
You're the sitting on a towel. The yeah. sitting on a towel thing. That was yeah. Wolverine two, by the way. <laughs> Wolverine two. That was so long ago. The one where he fights with his shirt off for seventy eight percent of the movie at the age of forty five. Hey, uh, he looks good. He looks good. I wish Crumholtz looked bad. <laughs> oh, You know what? It's it, it's your objectification of him that I know. led to this boomerang. It had no. It had nothing to do with it. I don't go online. I don't tweet at him. I do follow him on on Instagram, but it's under a burner. It's fine. Okay, so uh, okay, then we cut to the torture. Let uh, go. Go. With yeah. So we cut to um. What's his name? What's his name again? The, it's the, Theo. Theo. Theo is a master torturer. We we cut to Theo in some room. It looks like an apartment turned war room, right? Bunch of guys at at phones hitting buttons and da da da. da. And in the distance, you see some guy hanging by his uh, appendages, his arms and legs, um, having water dripped on him. Maybe I, don't, I have no idea. But he's they're trying they're torturing this guy for information. Just. Out of nowhere. And it's and Jake is there too, right? Oh yeah, it's Jake. It's 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 our hero paratrooper Jake. And it's like, oh yeah, you guys didn't realize Israelis just torture the fuck out of little kids. What? What it was shocking. I was shocked. Because Theo's such a cute little man. He kind of he's a he he was a knife at some point. Yeah, like he's a fucking torturer. That was nuts. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. I, I are they going to make no anyway so then is it the f- no then we have our cut to the old man having a conversation with Lou Allen and they talk for a little bit oh we're not going to ruffle any feathers this will be important next episode yeah but then we cut to the funeral which is Colin's funeral which yes which we didn't really go noticed like i i mean not that it didn't go noticed i didn't know whose funeral it was i assumed it was jenkins but again the time nobody had been talking about him really you know there was a scene where robin Sachs was told you need to go tell his family we never saw that scene never saw that so so you see you see him with a little old lady with a walker did robin Sachs fuck her to comfort her when he killed her no but you see a little old lady with a walker and it's like what what are we who is this who what's happening i don't recognize this woman that is colin's aunt she aunt oh care of him and his brother right right except his brother's fucking dead which nobody mentioned last episode that's how hugh knows the brother the brother died in an accident and hugh survived it and david tells this to um faith in like just like this dispassionate way where you're just like ah hey, fuck that Jenkins guy at least you made it out and you're just like they can't help it they don't yeah. they don't hear how they sound and it's just they really can't help it like we we watched Auto Man Auto Man had mo- was not, not this unaware of itself yeah like, like Auto Man but then <laughs> what happened a uh, shoot 'em up happens. I don't know. It's like just out of nowhere, you hear gunfire. Llewellyn falls to the ground. I assume he I assumed he was he dead. Is, I think he's down. I think there's a down, yeah. very belabored slow motion scene where the known spies are 
crossing pat like ducking every which way it seems like maybe they're going to try to jump in front of a bullet or something i have no idea what's going on oddly is just standing there with faith and they're just kind of looking around somebody comes and tackles them was it robin Sachs to get them or was it nick Nick? i don't know somebody just somebody somebody tackles them them. and it's very strange but again i was going "Ah." (laughs) it was so exciting (laughs) i was like we only have two more endings like this because this is like last time but then we cut to the ant yeah and she's just standing there in the gunfire yeah and i'm just kind of like she should be moving so she could very easily just let go of that walker and yeah fall to the ground there a chance that she was the target and we find out next episode she was a crime maven or something. It could be because didn't they say that she had worked for the agency? <gasps> she did work for the agency. What if it's all connected? We'll Fingers see. Crossed. I'm so, so excited for the next cool. episode. Yes. Um, um, let's see. And uh, I'm not at the wrong thing. I didn't get to it the right way. Okay. Episode the six. Alamut ambush. Oh, the Alamut ambush. That's and- the name of the book. And Alamut is something in the story too. It's it's one of the MacGuffins. Okay, um, a lot of new characters in this one. Or are they just appropriately crediting people? No, I recognize that name, John Horsley. Why do I know that name? A lot okay. of new people in the Alamut Alamut ambush. Yeah. I'm very excited um, to yeah. see how this wraps up on and and then read the book. I love these books. I've got a story about that for after after pod. So anyway, um, and do you have anything else to add? That was a great episode. We saw boobs. We saw oh, this was a great an episode. explosion. We saw a gunshot, like crazy gunshot, gunfire at a fucking funeral. A lot of mustaches. Gunfire at a funeral. Mustache. 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 Oh, damn it. Mustache, Emily. Mustache to television land. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You I'm getting you a t-shirt. Getting you a t-shirt, <laughs> mustache to tell. I spent so much money at DragCon yesterday. I, I need to. I, I need to cool it. <laughs> so much okay, money. I, Each one of those pictures costed at least twenty bucks. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. All right. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us and listening to episode uh, three of season six of Onesies. Join us next week when we discuss episode four of Chess Game called Alamut Ambush with a whole bunch of new characters, including some ladies, maybe some boobies. Maybe I'll, I maybe I'll gonna say it, but I knew you would. They're always there. Just 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 remember whether they're clothed or not. They're always there. I think Janelle Monet's had a very bad impact on me this week. <laughs> All I, I can think about. Okay. Okay. Okay relax uh-oh wow okay all okay. right um all right well andrew see you in television land emily see you in television land mustache